Live Smackdown Podcast of the Shadows It's Blake Doing the damn thing WWA It's good y'all uh, uh, Smackdown Live Happened last night I believe in uh, Louisville, Kentucky Fun show Flowed by Next thing I knew It was 9.30 And we were Getting ready for the main event Matchup And the show opens up With uh, Kofi Kingston Kevin Owen Excuse me Kofi Kingston, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn. AJ came out first, uh, first night or well, first wild card on the evening. It was a good segment. Sami Zayn came out, talked, talked. Uh, He's going at him because he was thrown in the dumpster. I'm pretty sure the man uh, took a shower directly after the fact. Um, you know, get out of the man's bathroom time. Nobody knows when anybody's in the bathroom or what they're doing in there. So come on. There's, you know, certain aspects to... It was aspects of comedy with that, but... eh. Like, I like Sami Zayn, and I would like to see, uh, you know, more things done with his character. Especially if they're going to throw out the idea of, you know, trying to speak to the WWE universe in mass about the way they're critiquing the product. But, hey, we'll just have to see how the character continues to develop. I have no issues with Sami Zayn. At least the new version. I didn't really care for the old version. I enjoy uh, the newer version somewhat, but at the same exact time, it's eh. You know, to me, it is going to be what it is. Uh, it's Kofi come out talking, talk. AJ talking, talk. We've seen a lot of heel esqueness from AJ in the past couple of weeks, uh, leading into the Universal Championship match against Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank a week from Sunday, streaming live on the WWE Network. And, uh, you know, we didn't didn't get to see anything different here as far as AJ's uh, heelish ways uh, continuing to slowly uh, formulate. So, you know, Sami Zayn, oh, Kofi, you're not going to try to have a match with AJ, blah, blah, blah. This all turns to a triple threat. Real good stuff. And we were all anticipating the WWE Championship match by the end of the night. AJ would have won, would have been... Universe, well, a chance to become Universal Champion and WWE Champion. That'd be a first ever. You know, uh, Sami Zayn getting a WWE Championship opportunity. How about that? You know, that's that means something to somebody. You know, all the Generico fans, you know, I'm sure had a great moment with that. Uh, and, you know, Kofi right now being showcased, being displayed like this, you know, being featured like this on television it really does make the wwe championship look stronger in my opinion like right now i think uh some critics and naysayers might be upset at the idea of kofi you know being a champion just not you know looking like a champion you know the kevin owens idea and stuff like that and hey guess what edge was a wwe champion he didn't look the part you know, you got guys like uh, Jeff Hardy, who were WWE champion, didn't necessarily look the part. The list can definitely go on, but in the interest of time, we'll uh, get into the next segment. Andrade is the next face of Latin America. FS Sports 1, Fox Sports, Lord, I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited for it, and I'm I'm just really, really pulling for Andrade and La Muñeca, Zelina Vega. So they come out, have they got a match set up against Ali next, and whoo, yes, Ali, it, 
we'll get into it in a second with my thoughts on Ali. Andrade, his English is getting better. There's no questions asked. I could I could repeat back everything Ali said in his promo segment on that microphone. Some people uh, want to have something to say, but I think, well, after last week, but I think after last night's episode of SmackDown Live, uh, Andrade showed us all that he is definitely capable and he's only getting better. So there's no argument there. I can't see one. I can't even feel one from anybody that would try to argue it. So shouts to Andrade. And Ali, you know, he had a very nice promo segment. I feel like he's doing these on his own. Some people say he's scripting them by himself and he's doing his thing. You know, got that outside feel and, you know, the, what was it? I heard someone make a reference to it being like a, a student video, like a college type, you know, and that's, that's pretty cool. You know, like just to see Ali come with it and he's speaking on how the opportunity was ripped from him. So there's a heel element there. We know he's going to be a money in the bank, uh, you know, two weeks. So he's going to be in the matchup. If he wins, who knows? Maybe he could cash in on Kofi that night. We don't know. 81% chance it happens. You know, a cha- we get a new champion off Money in the Bank, but, you know, Ali might be able to take part in some of that momentum to get there. But, you know, we never know. We all know the story with Ali having to get replaced by Kofi. So, um, time is going to tell. But the matchup between Ali and Andrade was exactly put together the way it was supposed to be. It felt good to watch. You could see these guys able to keep up with one another and that is so key when it comes to these new superstars and new matches new faces i think we got that with ali and andrade last night on smackdown live i was excited to see who who could potentially come out as the victor in that awesome match and we didn't get it. Why? Because the apex predator, Viper, Randy Orton, out of nowhere, interferes in the match, causing the disqualification. God damn it, Randy. But it's okay because we got some awesome RKO spots, and that is exactly what we need all the time, unless Randy's doing some kind of cool storyline with somebody. But him coming in, doing the RKO thing, hey, hey. I'm not going to knock it. We all love Randy and we all want to see Randy on TV. That's a great use of his talent. It's not much, but at the same time, what else does he have to prove? At this point, let him just be who he is and, and do the RKO thing. And oh, it adds to the character. You never know where he's at. All it takes is one. You know, it's great. It's great stuff. So good match, good segment. And we're leading into money in the bank very soon. Ooh, this was a good one also. Nice little segment. Now, hold on. I just want to get, get this out the way. Shouts to the McMahon family. We've been seeing... We saw a lot of Vince. And now we saw a lot of Shane. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of Shane. Some people might be kind of souring on it. But at the same time, he's not here to make you happy. He is the heel Shane McMahon, which makes this character that much more compelling and entertaining he's the boss's son if i had any critique for shane the best in the world i would just say hey take more advantage of the fact that you're the boss's son because that's what everybody's seeing so hey do some more of the effery 
Hey, get, get some more in there. You know, you, you jumping in Roman matches. You jumping in Miz matches. He had a, a, a special announcement after the tag team champions were going to be crowned by him. The best in the world. And uh, believe... Uh, yeah, but, so we'll get into that. He, uh, he decides that the new tag team champions would be... That's right. You guessed it. The new... Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, or just just Rowan, recyclable Rowan, however we word it. But uh, whoo, I like that idea so much. It keeps Bryan strong. It makes Rowan stronger. Let's pay attention. Bryan, former tag team champion. Team Hell No. Rowan, Bludger Brother, former tag team champion. Where's Harper and Random? Liv Morgan. Are you coming back to TV anytime soon, dear? What, do you need a new track? Like do, you, like, do you need a new theme song? Is that what it is? Are you still affiliated with the Riot Squad as far as TV goes? Does Backstage have anything for you right now? Are there any stories that we could get Liv Morgan into? Like, I don't know. It would be nice if we could. I, I don't want to rush anything. I want to see these things well thought out. But... At the same exact time, you know, we do, we, we all want to see Liv Morgan, am I right? Blue tongue, pink hair, the hilarious, I think uh, her, I, I think she's, uh, like, we already know she's flexible in ring with the little matrix moves she does and all the rest of that. I think she's been practicing, I, I, I could be, I could be wrong, you know, but I would like to see her get in and, you know, have some things to do on TV in the coming weeks hopefully next week maybe after money in the bank just because all of the storylines seem uh, pretty loaded up right now we'll, we'll just find out as time progresses itself but daniel bryan and rowan are the new tag team champions wait whoa 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 we've got the usos uh, call it number two and number three on the wild card pick. So we got maybe one more and maybe, maybe two, depending on whether or not Elias counted or not. Sorry about that. So now the Usos come on out. You know, uh, what was it? Six times, seven times tag champs, one of them close. Either way, you know, they tell Shane, hey, now, you can't just you know, be giving away the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. SmackDown Tag Division has, you know, has had its ups and downs in the past uh, couple of months, but we can't just give away the championships like that because everyone has worked so hard to get them. So this turns into a match between the Usos and Daniel, well, the new Daniel Bryan and Rowan for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. Why not Great match, great faces in the match. We getting to see DB back in the ring. We getting to see Rowan, two former tag team champions, taking on one of the best tag teams in the world right now. So why not? Shane is a you know man of reason, and he he sanctioned the match, okayed it, and he said he already knew how it was gonna end. He's just looking forward to seeing Brian and Rowan kick their butts all over the Louisville Kentucky Fried. So, with that, had the match, good match. Rowan picks up the victory with the Iron Claw recycling bin. And 
he also kicked out of the double Uso splash from the top rope. So he not only looks strong, but he looks dependable. So, you know, he got the, and Daniel Bryan took a, a lot of the hits in that match also just to make sure it's not just lopsided star power, you know, with a seven foot insurance policy. I enjoyed the match thoroughly. I liked seeing the twists and turns and, and that the story told. It was fun. And Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan won. They won the match. Good, good look, good tag team, just action. Shane back in the ring after the fact. And um, we had him making an announcement about the men's money in the bank and the women's money in the bank match. But gets attacked from behind by The Miz. Because, you know, last night on Raw, Shane and Miz had their little scrap out in the parking lot area and had the awesome bird's eye camera view of the fight. And the, Shane ducked a chair shot. That looked so awesome from that angle. I liked it. I liked it all. And uh, what, what happened? Now? Oh, Shane apparently did a low blow. Eh. And, you know, I didn't think it was a low blow. I didn't necessarily see a low blow. But at the same time, it did look like he kicked him a little low. So, hey, hey, I get it. No problem. It is what it is. Him and Shane got that matchup at Money in the Bank. Two, a week from Sunday, streaming live on the WWE Network. But not just any match. It's going to be in a steel cage. So, who's jumping off of what? Who's landing on who? And who's picking up that victory? Will it be the best in the world? Or is Miz going to be able to 50-50 this like most of us want to see him do as a non-coward? And you know, Miz has totally been in a, a completely different aggressive type of state in these past couple of weeks. So in months, I'll even say. Miz Taraj came out trying to attack Miz. And that was something else because, you know, it's the Miz Taraj. So that's a bit of fun continuity that WWE has been you know, uh, given us in the past couple of weeks, and it works. It was good stuff. Miz fought him off. Miz looking strong. Miz is the person that killed Sanity. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We ain't see him again after that. I'm just saying that A-list celebrities do a bit more than just meet star. So, shouts to you, Mike. Shouts to you, the Mizan, and you are awesome. Ember Moon and Carmella taking on Mandy and Sonya next. Fire and Desire. Uh, it was a good match. Real quick, a lot of, you know, toss arounds and quick moves, quick spots. A lot of craziness. A lot of craziness. But not bad stuff. Not bad stuff at all. Ember showcased amazingly. I'm so proud of Ember. Apparently, everyone enjoyed her little entrance last night with her doing her scream. If I were to offer any sort of critique, just any one of them, I enjoyed Ember doing the scream thing. I love that. And then, on top of that, I truly enjoy when Ember does the, let's go, like, after she does the scream. And, you know, the crowd was totally with her in Louisville last night. It was a very, very, very good thing like I enjoyed it it was it was just a good look just a good look so they had the matches quick went by and uh ended I believe Ember Moon and uh Carmella picked up the victory but the main story was uh 
who was it? Paige comes out with Kyrie Sane and Asuka saying next week they're going to have the tag team match with him. And we're going to see how it all plays out. I uh, I like uh, I like the idea and it, it just works. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what Ember and and Carmella are able to do together. I'm looking, well, if they tag again, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what Team Tough Enough is going to be able to bring to the table regarding uh, one half of the Sky Pirates and the Empress of Tomorrow. No, 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 hold on now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Angel's Wings, is that what they call the Thorns of a Rose? Is that what it's called? Mandy Rose hit the move on Ember Moon to pick up the victory while Carmella was knocked out. I forgot about that. That was uh, my fault. Just because I was, I'm just not, I don't want to say I'm more interested in by any means, but we do know that the tag, the tag matchup next week between Fire and Desire and Kyrie Sane and uh, the Empress of Tomorrow is going to be a thing. We know that the women's tag team division on SmackDown is a thing. The women have not been showcased as much on WWE TV recently. They have, the, I feel like they've, uh, they've let the steam out a little bit since we've had the main event at WrestleMania. And I know that we'll, you know, it's like right now, I think everyone's just getting a breather from the women and we're solidifying other stars on in the men's roster and stuff like that. And slowly but surely, things are coming together. Like, look at how Ember was showcased. You know, Carmella just got the blonde change. You get what well, changed back to blonde, and there's so much more. So we're gonna see how they continue to slow cook uh, the the growth of these superstars, and there's nothing wrong with that sometimes. So um, that was that was that. I like that. I still liked it. All right, now we over to the main event of SmackDown Live with the triple threat match between Kofi, AJ, and Sami Zayn. Very good stuff. Good match, good flow, sharp shots, you know, good storytelling from everybody. You know, AJ leading into the Pele kick, three blue thunder bombs to Kofi from Sami Zayn, which I think might have been the moment of the night. Kofi was completely lifeless after the third one, which was just bananas. Just bananas. It was it was a lot, you know, you make, you really make a star out of somebody when they can kick out and make it feel believable, you know, like, come on, man, like, is AJ gonna come break it up, that was another thing, Kofi hit a splash off the top rope, landed on AJ's back, but the way AJ came down on his knee, man, uh, it only, my worries are only amplified, or, you know, they're only turned up that much more because I'm, um, you know, I noticed that he wasn't in the match after that too tough. You know, you didn't really see AJ after that. You'd think he'd come back in. KO came out, did the little attack on Woods, threw him into the steel steps. That's, you know, it is what it is. Nobody's mad, mad. Um, and all in all, it was, you know, good match. So Sami Zayn hit three uh, blue thunder bombs. Couldn't, couldn't get the victory. Couldn't pick up the pin. Kofi kept kicking out. And uh, when Sami Zayn was ready to throw in the halluva kick to call it a wrap and finish it off, uh, Kofi was able to reverse into his, uh, I think it's called Trouble in Paradise, through the kick at him. And, you know, that was the 1-2-3 victory. Strong victory for Kofi. It was good to have him in there with two high-level talents. 
And I'm pretty sure that Sami Zayn could say the same thing for himself. And AJ would say the same thing for himself. So the three of them went in there and they told an excellent story. It doesn't matter who had to take the pin in it being Sami Zayn. Like, I'm not huge on Sami Zayn. But at the same exact time, I do respect him as a WWE superstar and a very capable wrestler. So with that, or in-ring technician, if you will. So... With that, that was that main event, SmackDown Live. We do have another show because 205 Live happened right after that. And we opened up the show with Aria Davari uh, taking on a returning Noam Dar. Apparently, he was injured in NXT UK. But even beyond that, Noam Dar, last time I remember seeing him was on 205 Live having probably one of the best matches of that month and against Tony Nese, the now Cruiserweight champion. So, you know, shouts to Noam. He went out there and did his thing. Shouts to Davari. We know Davari's been on a little bit of a roll recently. He's been uh, looking real good, sounding excellent on the microphone and, you know, doing for self. So uh, it was a good, good matchup. Uh, Davari was able to pick up the victory with the uh, hammerlock uh, lariat, lariat, and um, it was it was good stuff. It was very good stuff. I'm not I'm not upset at it all, at all. Like it was just you know, what was it? Davari's trying to attack. Well, not attack, but Davari's trying to get in there at Tony Nese, and Tony Nese gets in the ring after the fact. And, you know, just just you know, jumps at him, give him give him a quick shake. And Davari, you know, jumped back. Well, he jumped. He was, he was nervous. He caught him off guard. And, you know, this is just good good seed planting and getting just the storytelling because both of these guys can hit extremely hard. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see how their uh, rivalry continues to grow. Now, one main thing that they're sharing, and, it, and it's funny because I've, I noticed this back when I seen – you know, a random episode of Raw, but they've got that uh, Triple H and Booker T-esque type uh, promo feel with, hey, I, you know, I just want you to know that I could have did, I could have attacked you at any moment, any moment, and I didn't because I chose not to. But I just wanted to let you know I could. A little bit in the ego bag, but at the same time, it is a, it's a true fact and reminder. You know, like, I, I, I wouldn't even put it past Tony Nese to know for a fact as the champion that, you know, it's, it's up to the people that want to challenge him to make that move. And if they decide not to, well, let's say like this, if they decide to, then that is their decision. It's not his decision as to who he wants to take him on or who wants to attack him or whatever, so have you. It's up to whoever has the ability to do so. You know, and then Tony Nisa, you know, played the same card after the fact when he got into the ring. And Triple H did this to Booker T years ago while Booker T was on commentary, if anybody can remember. So... Uh, you know, and I think Booker T handled that like a true professional would. You know, you respect the authority. You respect who's in charge, you know, and you you honor the privilege to continue having the opportunity to do something that you're good at, something that is you grow to love. So, 
you know, it was nice to just go back to that and, you know, have these guys really just, you know, convey that in that way. And it adds a little bit of depth to their story just to say, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm a threat. I'm a legitimate threat to you. And, you know, if you don't know that, well, now you know. I think Tony Nese is already aware of it and he's just, you know, mentally prepared to do what he can and whatever he can to retain his Cruiserweight Championship at Money in the Bank, streaming a week from Sunday, live on the WWE Network. So, good match, good stuff, not bad at all. We get into uh, the Bollywood Boys, the Sil- the, the Singh Brothers, Sun- Samir and Sunil. Yeah, I know I've been, I've been high on these guys for a very long time. I'm very glad that they were able to go in there against some local competition and showcase themselves. Sometimes WWE doesn't always need to be who's beating who like who who of note is beating who of note nah got local competitors that would love the opportunity to get on wwe tv and showcase themselves and then go back to their wrestling schools and stuff like that and say yeah i was on wwe tv and i went against the Singh brothers what yep i did so good look for them and uh i liked you know, I like seeing the Bollywood boys in there being aggressive and actually being able to pick up a victory. You know, it doesn't matter if it's against anybody, quote unquote, of note, because the Singh brothers are of note and they're extremely entertaining. Nigel McGinnis had me cracking up with the Bali Bali talk. And I'm I, I'm not even going to go there right now. It was all good stuff. Highly, highly entertaining. I thought it was <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think they're going places potentially, and they got a real cool little little theme that you you could go ahead and dance to. You know, you nod your head to that, and they got the like. You know, you respect the poon job a little bit more because of you know just all just they they can match the energy. It's fun. It's funny. It's stupid, <laughs> you know, in a good way, in a great way, you know, and I think they know that. So no issues with that tag team match. I'm glad they won. And in our main event, which I'm actually a little proud being a follower of 205 Live, you know, to say we got my man Mike Canellis in the main event. No disqualifications against Aria Devar, excuse me, against Akira Tozawa. Uh, everyone banned from ringside. Uh, v. Brian Kendrick opened a promo segment <laughs> talking about the no disqualification rule and all the rest of it, and you know how it's really for your safety and such like that. And <laughs> man, and then it's like, well, and the only thing, only thing left to say now is, shoot, you just gonna have to deal with him. <laughs> and then he just walks away. Five stars. I thought. It was just an awesome touch to their little uh, friendship that they've really organically evolved throughout the months together. And, you know, uh, Maria Canellas thought she wasn't going to be banned from ringside so she could do her little interference thing. But turns out she was. So thank you, uh, Drake Maverick, for letting uh, Mike Canellas get out there and see that he could handle himself by himself without necessarily needing to get over by way of uh, dishonest in-ring practices, if you will, or I may. So it was fun, fun stuff, enjoyable uh, matchup between the two. Very hard hitting. It didn't start off slow. 
it started off, you know, at a regular pace. It went well. The match was, it was fun enough for what it was worth, you know. And, oh, man, some of those spots, you know, you got, you got Tozawa literally diving headfirst into a trash can on top of Canellis' head. Oh, man, it's, it was a lot, you know. We got, you got Mike Canellis with some extremely powerful moves. Some of the, one of his best nights of work to date. And again, him being in the main event picture, it was so awesome. There was a huge moment where there were two tables set up in the ring, almost nervous who was gonna go through them. Fast forward to the highlight, it was a hurricanrana through the table. You didn't even see where Tozawa landed, but he was grabbing at his shoulder the whole time. You know, so, you know, I was nervous for him. I was, uh, oh man, you know, it's just one of those matches that literally has you on the edge of your seat and you're enjoying watching, you know, and you're hoping that the good guy wins, but at the same time, you want to see somebody take advantage of the opportunity to really be in there. In this tense, even in defeat, I would say, or even in a loss, I would say Mike Canellis really showed out and showed us why he's a main event player. He's very good, man. He's very good. And you know, the power of love, man. Like to have the heart to go out there with a leather jacket on with your wife and your baby on the back, you know? Like we're not doing this for style points. We're doing this for the power of love, the power of love for your family and such like that. I can really honor that stuff. I I think it was, I think it's, I thought it was a good match. I think he's a great character and I like how they're developing together. Even if they're bad guys, you know, like, They've, they, like, like I said, last time I remember seeing these guys, for real, for real, they were smashing the flower pot on the back of Sami Zayn's head. So now Sami Zayn is who he is. Clearly, they knocked a little bit of sense into him. But um, yeah, man, that was that was that was two hundred five live and SmackDown live. Very fun shows. Very enjoyable. I liked the entire what two and a half hour stint, maybe almost three hours. Really good stuff. I hope the ratings go up. I heard Raw ratings went up 4%. We'll find out about the SmackDown ratings later on. Uh, But all in all, like I said, it was a good night of sports entertainment. Very fun week of sports entertainment with the wild card rule attached and all the rest of the craziness that took place. And, you know, like I said, it was just a great night. I had fun. I hope everyone else did. I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast. If you did, ensure that you share this podcast to uh, the other streaming platforms and ensure whoever you know that there's somebody uh, out here advocating for WWE one way or another. Somebody out here with the cape on and trying to let it be known that WWE is putting forth an effort. If you don't think it's the best effort, well, that's you. Like, who cares? So, (laughs) uh, I will catch you guys next time. Shout out to World Club Wrestling and Everything Pro Wrestling, WWE Podcast. Go find these guys on the Anchor app. I am telling you and tell them Blake sent you. Uh, they bring, they help bring you the podcast each and every week. So with all of that being said, thank you, WWE, for giving us another offering. And uh, I just can't wait till Money in the Bank streaming live on Sunday. If you missed any of this stuff, ensure that you watch it on This Week in WWE where uh, Scott Stanford and Charlie Caruso are giving us the true in-depth recap 
and rundown with the analysis of the product with some other fun stuff that the WWE superstars got into throughout the week, like uh, Make-A-Wish foundations and baseball games and such like that. Just fun things to keep you inspired. Uh, and shouts to that three and a half minute Roman package. The video package was very well done and well thought out. One small thing I would rec not recommend, but I might, you know, just throw it in the suggestion box is uh, having that for more superstars. You know, not everybody has a story as touching as Romans, but everybody does have a very touching story. So with that, I will catch you guys next time. Peace.